listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's 666 Park Avenue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's 666 Park Avenue After Show. Hello, hello, everyone. All of our fans and AfterBuzzers hanging out with us on a Sunday night. I'm Miriam Gonzalez, and Bing is for doing, and we're doing episode eight of season one of ABC 666 Park Avenue. Um, these are my lovely co-hosts. Introduce yourself. I'm Christine Archer. And Grant Runner. Hello, hello. Yay, we're here. And uh, with fun AfterBuzz Yum Always fun after us. Yum for six 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 Park Avenue, and also some bad sad news. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, oh. Tonight we're going to start with uh, the love triangle: uh, Brian, Alexis, and Lou. And tonight it's it's come to we we come to find that Luis went away. We thought she was in Miami at a photo shoot, but she went away to actually go and go to rehab. There were so many people on the show, I didn't even recognize her when she walked in. I was like, who is this now? Now I gotta make another note. But then he called her Lou and I was like, wait a minute. And then I put the name and th- we had subtitles on so we, we heard that it was Louise. So now I'm, I'm all caught up now. <laughs> go ahead, continue. <laughs> no. I mean, it was... It was um we thought that she left due to the fact that she was upset about what happened, you know, with Brian smacking the doctor or punching him out. And that wasn't the case. She and we saw this when when the uh, Halloween ball was happening, that she was really becoming addicted to uh, painkillers again. And it all stems from the accident in the elevator a few weeks prior to that. And her connection with the doctor was just to kind of get more free drugs or just get more prescriptions. And. So that caused a big, you know, kind of a big lump in the situation between her and Brian. And it seemed to be a recurring problem, the way that Brian was talking to her. It seemed like it just came back up. And then she explained that when she got in the elevator accident that it all came back. And now she is in debt to um, to Mr. Duran. And we're seeing a new debt. This is new. Everyone else seems to have debts prior to the series beginning. But now she has a new debt to him for the rehab. I, I mean, I guess when we get into predictions when it comes to this, it's so much deeper than it is than we realize. I mean, the fact that Gavin knew and actually helped her get into the rehab so that way she can go through recovery. And it's almost like, did she have a debt to Gavin before? I mean, or was this all part of Gavin's plan? Her getting in the elevator, getting into the accident time away from being away from Brian 
And now he has all the, Brian now has all this time to kind of not focus, but be distracted by Alexis, it seems. I don't think she had a debt to Gavin before. I think it's just he's, I mean, he kind of uses everyone that he can find in the Drake to be a part of his plan. And I I would hate to see Louise go to the dark side because I think she, at least to me, she's probably the most down to earth person in the show. And I actually really liked her. I also hate Alexis. So that's all part of that. But um, I, I know, I know. But, um, but yeah, I don't think. I don't think she was necessarily in debt to Gavin beforehand, but now she is, and I think that could very well be used to Gavin's benefit in the future. Absolutely. In an interview with the actress who plays Louise, and forgive me, I, I forgot her first and last name, but um, she said that when she read the script, her character was supposed to be killed off in the pilot episode by the elevator, but they kept her around, and that's, then they spun off the story, so she must be part of a larger plan if she wasn't that expendable. I, I mean, I, as we get into predictions down the road in just a little while, um, I just feel like you're right. There's a bigger plan and like her, her debt to Gavin is new, but I think that it's all going to kind of spiral ironically for the staircase situation, which we'll get to baby Jane a little bit later. Um, It's going to spiral into something more. And this is why I think that the love triangle is going to be bigger than what we actually see. I mean, the fact that Louise now owes Gavin, Alexis now owes Gavin next is going to be Brian, but we don't know when and how, and it may even be, you know, Brian asking like, please separate this woman from me and let me have some creativity without, risking my marriage and I don't know I just feel like there's a lot more that's going to happen with this storyline. I'm wondering if the debt that Louise has to well now has to Gavin and the debt that Alexis has to Gavin are part of the same plan or if they're completely separate and I'll be curious to see in the next few episodes if that's addressed at all it might not be I don't know but we'll see. We will see. We want to know what you think. Go to iTunes, download us, rate us, comment, and uh, let us know what you think about these storylines. And, and of course, as we get into the news a little bit later, um, what's happening with the series Park Avenue, 666 Park Avenue. Um, Tell a friend. There's a really cool, if you have a smartphone, there's a really cool app that actually organizes your podcast. I have it. It works. It's good. It really does. I endorse it. It freaked me out the first time because, like, before you could just download your podcast straight to your iTunes and listen to it however. But now it's a separate uh, application. You go and you download it, and then it organizes your your podcast so you can listen to them. I mean, there's many shows that we have here on AfterBuzz TV that you can um, tune into, rate and comment. It only takes a few minutes, not even less than that. It takes less than a minute to do it. Just click, click, rate and go. Um, Tell us what you think. Sit back, watch, relax and enjoy the show. (laughs) So uh, speaking of watching the show, tonight we saw Victor Shaw Mm -hmm. kind of getting his, um, getting smacked around a little bit. By Vanessa Williams, of all people, too. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but she got her, her she got her two slaps in. Okay, all right, all right. She's kind of been a passive character up until now. We were talking earlier about how she almost just like plays a sidekick role to Gavin the entire time. And she's such a strong actress, too, that it doesn't really make sense to have her doing that. So now, I mean, at least she got her five seconds of punching people and yeah, slapping I mean, them around a little. It made me mad. I mean, she walked in, and to me, the first thing I said was that she is useless. And I know that the story <laughs> is not, I know we're halfway through, I'm sure she's going to come into play, but for the time being, I mean, she's uh, she's boring me. She will also just do all the shopping all the time. Like, I want to know more. And so today, at least she had some more dialogue in this episode, and she made a few choices. I don't agree with all of them, but... Someone has to host mm-hmm. the dinner parties, though. 
What would the Drake yeah. be without the dinner parties and of the cocktail parties? Of course it's, it's, a, it's, it's she's high society and high society, they don't really work. They don't really do anything, but they do she's, have... Well, she's doing good. She's not doing anything. They don't <laughs> have an evil... They do have an evil streak to them, some of them, of course, which is where we're going to, I think, start to see, and which we did see a little bit tonight. And with, with Victor Shaw being smacked around by Gavin, Gavin now is trying to find out where the red box is. I mean, I am convinced that Gavin is the devil himself. I'm absolutely convinced. Yeah, he had no problem walking into the church. It was kind of funny. I think it was an ironic scene um, having, you know, uh, Gavin, who we think is basically the devil, walk into the church like it's nothing and no problem. And then when he was talking to the priest, he even said, oh, I love churches. Like, why wouldn't I? It was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, was there's devils dig. in every church. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There are, that's there's true. good and evil in any, any, any and everywhere you go. And with Gavin, you know, in his quest for searching for the red box, the fact that he was able to morph and deceive Victor, which we find out Victor's last name is not Shaw. Shaw is his mother's maiden mm, name. Lucan. Yeah. A, a German name. It's Yeah, it's a German name. His, you know, he, he, he goes and he puts himself in the, I don't know, was he embodied the father? Victor's father. It was very weird. I couldn't tell if he was kind of like going into Victor Shaw's dreams or what was really going on. But you saw like the father appear and then all of a sudden he just kind of disappeared into thin air with the great special effects of the well, show, as you always comment on. Oh, Lord, there was a skeleton sitting there for a second. <laughs> oh, I would have rather him peeled off a latex mask. It would have been a better reveal. But whatever. I mean, on paper, I'm sure it sounded excellent. The effects were Okay. <laughs> you got the point across, though, I guess. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's still good. It was a good... Every scene, I, I said to, to you earlier, every scene in this episode seemed to move the story forward. There really wasn't any waste of time or, like, sitting around waiting. Everything had the story progress, and we saw a movement with all of the characters. We really did see almost everyone today, and everybody took a step forward. Uh, Nona a little bit, but she was still involved, so... Good to see her. No, not just kind of a side note, but she's a very interesting character to me. And I always, every episode, she, I wonder how much she really knows because I feel like she knows more than she's letting on. She gives these little hints to everyone, whether it be Jane or whoever, every now and then, but doesn't give them the full story. But I feel like Nona knows a lot more than she lets on. And her psychic abilities come and go. I mean, shouldn't she have told Jane, don't go into the floor? But I mean, you know. We'll it's see. all exploration, which we'll talk yeah. about baby Jane in just a moment. But back to Victor Shaw and Kadinsky, you know, here they are trying to find out where the red box is when Gavin morphs into his dad or jumps into his head as a dream. Um, to find out the information, he finds out that, you know, the, the red box is buried or was given to a priest at the church where his mother was buried. And when he's when Victor snaps out of it, all of a sudden, like, Vic, Victor's like, wait a second, I just had a dream. He's like, Gavin's like, no, um, I know where the where your mother's buried and mm. this is where you have the red box. And That was classic Gavin. He played on his childhood insecurities, everything that made him Victor. Well, the reason why he even went there in the first place was he tried to use um, Olivia to play against Gavin. And Sasha, mm. Olivia, and Gavin's daughter. Which I hasn't really been addressed in a few episodes, and was kind of what I didn't understand was I when Olivia was talking to Gavin and saying that 
you know, I tried to keep this from you because I love you and I didn't want to hurt you and she was gone. So like what what difference did it make really how it happened? And then Olivia also said she had just said some terrible things about you. I didn't want you to hear them. Does Olivia, she knows all of these bad things about Gavin, right? She almost made it seem as if the things that Sasha said she wasn't aware of. Well, we've been questioning that the whole series. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we 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 know that she knows something. She knows something's up, but we don't know how involved she is. I think that still has yet to reveal itself. As I've said in the past, I feel that Gavin has her on an each-know basis, and she wants to stay there. Um, she doesn't want to see all the crazy and evil that everyone else sees and talks about. She just preferred to live in her high society home, in her happy little life, shopping all the time, throwing dinner parties, which I know you hate, but... <laughs> she needs a better dress. I wasn't into the wardrobe this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, St. John sometimes isn't always the cutest thing, <laughs> but... Um, Where would you... know, whatever. a yellow dress, a weird print. I don't know. That wasn't my thing. Oh, no, the, Olivia, coat, she can... the coat was... Oh, had, yeah. The, yeah, the coat initially was kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't understand, because I do agree with you guys, going back to how Olivia kind of almost likes to remain oblivious to an extent. What I don't understand, though, is that the biggest secret of all this, like, big red box that we still don't know what it is, she does know what that is, or at least she thinks she knows what it is, regardless of whether that's correct or not. Maybe Gavin's lying to her about what it is. I don't know. But you would think, since she knows that, and that's, like, the big secret, that she would know the rest of what's going on with Gavin and the Drake, but I'm not sure that she does. I think she does. I think she knows, mm-hmm. but it's, it's selective memory, and we see that um, in the episode with Jane. She has selective memory, and you know the the interesting part is is when Victor goes to play um, Olivia against Gavin by saying, "Hey, look, your daughter committed suicide. She didn't just. It wasn't an accident. And your wife knows about it." I was a little nervous at first. I was hoping that Olivia would keep it honest, which she did. Obviously, she knows not to mess with Gavin because he's evil and can really mess her day up. And so for her to just say, you know what, yeah, she wrote this note and, you know, I didn't want to there were just so many things in there and I just wanted to protect you and he he was trying to um, I thought Gavin was going to turn on Olivia for a second for keeping it from her mm-hmm. from I him. Too. He kind of grabbed her a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. He, was, yeah. he was definitely shaking her a little there and um, I just feel that that the fact that she opened up and was like, yes, I know about this and and Victor is trying to play us against one another and we need, and this is where I feel that she knows what's going on and she knows what's up. We need to use what is dear to him against him to get him to get us to the red box. And that's when we fast forward and see that Gavin manipulates the situation, whether he becomes the father or is the dream jumps in the dreams with the father or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but creepy 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 so now the box is back it's back in the the the, the locked the box locked in the safe so now what's going on we got limited time here open up this box we gotta figure out what this is no way <laughs> i think with it, it well I, it's like pandora's box you just uh, yeah. never know it's so in-depth with so many different things mm-hmm. inside of it that that's what i think it is i think it's it's this version's uh pandora's box i really do but we don't we are at limited time so <laughs> i think we'll find this out. out i think we'll find out soon and if not um, I know we're going to get into this later but they said 
even though 666 is being canceled, that in the finale, they're kind of going to wrap everything up and you're going to get an answer to all of the questions. Mm-hmm. The biggest one being, what is the red box? So I think we will find out. Well, I'm excited to Hopefully. find out. Although it's to me, I feel like it's going to be kind of like the suitcase with P- uh, Peter Kramer coming out of it, all smoky and crazy people. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of like hell and fury. Bad things. Lots of bad, bad things, things happening. In the drink. It could be all the people that have died. That. I don't know. I'm totally guessing, but I'm thinking now that you said that, it just could be people and that alone could Collecting be Collecting souls. Uh, all the, yeah, all the things, I guess, all the people the that Gavin's kind of messed with throughout the years and has manipulated. Maybe it's all of them and they'll just all come out at once. Do you think, <laughs> alright, now this is a very random question, but do you think that, and let us know what you think. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, go to iTunes, download, rate, comment, let us know what you think, because, like I said, I'm having a, maybe I am maybe I am becoming like Baby Jane, just cuckoo. But do you think that you know how like everyone owes Gavin a favor and then he takes their life at some point or one point or another? Do you think that it's their souls being put into the box to keep him strong? It could be. It could be. Oh, that would actually make a lot of sense. It yeah. would be like the source of Gavin's power, kind of. Like the more the more little demons he has behind him and in it, the stronger he becomes. There has to be some benefit to him taking everyone's life if they owe him something. Because then, if he just knocks them off, then the situation is kind of done. Like they're gone, so what, they can't do anything for him. So there must be some type of benefit after in the, in the afterlife. Well, I think that it's all intertwining with every situation and every storyline that we see. You know, they all play into one another. Where. Whether it be, you know, the writer inventing Kadinsky, Kadinsky being at the party and the party with, you know, Henry and Jane and Louise and like it all, like they're all friends and it, it just all intertwines in a way. So when each one gets brought in with a favored and a debt to Gavin, I just feel that it makes him even more powerful than he is. I think that could make sense. Yeah guess we'll see in the next five episodes we will see yeah. the the interesting part was the fact that um olivia when she went to go see victor shaw prior to the very end of the show today and was like you know how do you know about my daughter what what's this all about like how do you know about the letter like nobody knew about these little details except for her mm-hmm. and so for him to know is kind of a head scratcher and and I'll get to, into that in predictions because okay. I was like I think I know I think I know but the fact that she he says to her that well doesn't he know because the daughter told him because he's in contact with the daughter that's what I got that Supposedly. He's, he's, he's up on everything because this daughter is is on the outside looking in at her parents and and knows stuff I thought Vanessa Williams was going to be smarter than that. You would think by now she's learned that you can't just <sighs> listen to the bad guy, devil number two, basically, Victor Shaw. But, but clearly she didn't. But that's, if he has information on her daughter, that clearly meant so much to her. Can you blame a mother for... Yeah, I mean, if, if my child was still alive and I had a chance to make things right, I would absolutely do yeah. so. I mean, but I can understand if Sasha is alive, I can under truly, truly understand why she wouldn't want to come back to the situation if she knows too much. That's very true. That's like I don't putting, know if I believe it, though. That's putting her life at risk. Very true. So we'll see. Is, is Sasha alive or is she not? Is Victor playing games or is he not? Devil in Disguise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So, speaking of the Devil in Disguise, um, poor Jane. Poor, mm-hmm. poor, poor baby Jane. Um, as we, as the episode is called this evening, she really just kind of 
the show opens up this evening with her gone for 36 hours at this point. She's been missing for 36 hours after her going down in the last episode down the spiral staircase and then the floor closing up. And Henry is passing out flyers all over Manhattan trying to locate where his girl is. I mean, in the last episode, she he was going to propose to her. They were like, all right, we're doing this together. I can't leave the city without you, that kind of stuff. And he starts having flashbacks as he's putting out these flyers about all the things in the comments that Jane has said over the last few weeks, whether it be, I don't feel safe here. I want to go back home. I mean, there were so many things that she had said to him and he just kept having these flashes and didn't want to believe her until this now happens. But now I think the hard part for Henry is that before when the whole Halloween thing happened and Peter Kramer was chasing Jane around the Drake, no one really believed her. And that was kind of the first time that everyone said Jane's crazy, like she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just losing her mind. And now that this has happened, it's kind of the second time that people are saying like Jane's actually legitimately crazy this time. Um, And the problem is I think people are starting, except for the detective, I think he believes her, but everyone else is kind of starting to believe that she might actually be crazy. And I think Henry wants to believe her, but given how it appears, at least on paper, he's having a hard time doing that. See, we have this detective in the picture. I mean, I would, I was kind of hoping, but I know it was, it's not going to go in this direction, but I was hoping that she would kind of be offended by the fact that he said, well, have you told doctors that you have a family history of, you know, people being a little crazy? And I was hoping that she would really be, like, put off by that and then go hook up with this, this detective. It could be a little racy, You're but... just all about the, like, other man slash other woman in you this like show. You like the, the triangles, this I do, love I triangles. I love the drama. I think that knows me knows that i do love the drama but i mean it's it's safely done that she still you know she saw the ring that he was going to propose her when she went home and she was all like warm and happy about that so then they're not gonna be <laughs> busting up anytime soon well i feel that i had a moment where it like it clicked about what's going on and it happened to be around the time when Jane is first initially in the hospital and Henry goes to see her and is with her bedside before he leaves, which I would have been pissed if that was my guy. Like, wait a second. You just got here. They just found me. And now you're leaving. Are you crazy? Yeah. That would make me crazy. Just yeah. say it. <laughs> but he's sitting down on the edge of the bed before the nurses come in to, like, you know, take her vitals and what have you. And he says to her, he goes, you know, did you tell them anything about your family history, about your grandmother being crazy? And she was like, no. And she's like, I'm not crazy. And that's when it clicked to me. I'm like, wait a second. Her grandmother lived in this Drake hotel. I mean, this Drake Drake Mm -hmm. building. And naturally, the situation that her grandmother experienced as a child, and we see her grandmother as a child, Um, in previous episodes Mm -hmm. uh, have been the things that made her crazy. Of course, nobody's going to believe anything that the grandmother says. So, of course, she sounds crazy. So, it's like, is she crazy? Not so much. Mm, The cycle. Maybe the whole twist to this entire show is going to be that Jane is legitimately, like, a crazy person. (laughs) We can kind of think the entire time that, like, everyone else just thinks she's crazy and doesn't believe her, but maybe she actually legitimately is. Oh, that'll be a letdown for me. It will be, that's but, true. I mean... I don't think that that's the case, only mm-hmm. because there's so many different pieces of the puzzle over the last few weeks that make her not crazy. 
you know, she's crazy for exploring the Drake the way that she has been. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, hello, are you asking for trouble? Opening up doors that you shouldn't be opening up? And She wasn't out of the hospital five minutes, and she's already ringing that woman's bell. I mean, take a break. Well, sit down and have something to eat first. I mean, jeez. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because when she was in the hospital and she had that flash of her grandmother, like when he asked about the grandmother, have you told him about it? And then she had the flash as they were putting on the blood pressure thing. She had a flash to what happened to her down in the stairs. Now that's where I think in predictions we're going to get, we can get interesting about what happened in down those stairs. And as we, as we spend time with Jane in the hospital, this episode, we learn a little bit more about the different characters, a new character being introduced and yet axed out of the picture very quickly. But, you know, she she's sitting there and she's lying. Well, she's lying in the hospital bed and she's kind of in and out of consciousness when she hears the two nurses talking about Jillian Waters, who is and who happened to go through the same exact thing. Something happened. There was talk of a spiral staircase. We found him, you know, clueless and crazy in Times Square and not really remembering what happened. And the fact that when they went to put restraints on him, he kind of got really crazy and physical, as we saw Jane do in this episode as well. She went downstairs and we saw Julian through the slot, which was, he was creepy. I don't like Well, I felt... They go and they give her the pills, and I'm like, spit them out. <laughs> exactly. Spit them out. And, Soap and, opera 101. <laughs> I mean, but aside from that, it's like, okay, you don't want to be sedated. She's telling the nurse she's not interested in the pills. She's like, well, either you take them or I force you to take them. And when she goes and she takes the pills, I was like, spit them out. She, we know you're about to go on an adventure. Why does it have to be like all like hazy and stuff? I know. I mean, it was shot. It looked, I, I'll give them that. It looked good when she was going downstairs to the D-wing or whatever. It, it was shot well. It looked good. <laughs> I just didn't know how she got back. She just, like, walked around the hospital. I don't really understand Seriously. what kind of hospital this is. But first of all, if she's in the psych ward, and second of all, if she's going to, like, the violent people section of the hospital, she shouldn't be able to just, like, wander in there and wander out whenever she wants to. Well, she wasn't able to wander in and out or wander just into uh, the D-wing. Yeah, but I mean, isn't there a candy striper or someone? Well, I, I know, I'm someone. reading way into this, but I mean, someone, have someone walk around a security guard there, or something. This, there should be a security guard in the violent person's ward or yeah. whatever Absolutely. it's called. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. a little ridiculous. I get it was after hours, but there's always someone. There's always someone walking around. Well, you whatever. know, the guy that's watching the monitors of all the cat, you know, he's sitting in his booth and mm-hmm. keeping track of everything. He's busy watching, you know, mm-hmm. anything that's on ABC right now or he's <laughs> checking us out on AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Exactly, with a donut. You know, he's busy. He, you know, he's distracted. When you're working in a psych ward like that, there's a possibility that he doesn't really need to. These guys are all locked, locked in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be pacing the floors. They're not going to be going anywhere. In her Still, case, I've never seen a hospital without anyone no. in the hallway. But what? A, and a mirror. What is the mirror doing over there with all these violent people? Yeah. It, was, it looked good. Okay. It looked like one of those plexiglass mirrors, the ones that actually, you know, kind of want, want, want. Yeah. Don't make you look very good when you look in them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, she true. she um, the fact that she was able to get down to the psych ward and talk to Jillian Waters was really trippy and interesting, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, she, you know, she was asking him about the staircase and, you know, did you go down the staircase? And, and he I thought that he was going to pull her hair through the 
through the, the uh-huh. little window. I was like, oh my God, you're crazy. Like, don't put your eye to it. Just open it and talk to him. But I know. What's I thought he was going to like grab her mm-hmm. or something, you know, crazy. And he proceeds to say, he's like, I didn't go down the staircase. I came up the staircase, which has me so curious to mm-hmm. who he is as far as like what I like to think of as the sorority of uh, these Warlocks, <laughs> warlocks, and demons that run the Drake, or that have that their hands in the Drake pot. And I wonder how long he's been down there too. That's the other thing I want to know, and why he was down there. If he, I was wondering if he was another child of the Drake. If that was kind of how he ended up in the same Ooh. situation, or I feel like she would have known about him though, or even maybe Nona would have mentioned him at some point if that was the case. But. I guess we'll see. We really don't know anything about this character. I know we were talking when we were watching the show. We were like, have we seen this guy before? Mm -hmm. But he's a new one, I think. And I'm looking to see if anyone else is hung on the show because this is the second time I've seen someone hung and I'm wondering if there's a pattern or a recurrence because we saw the the concierge. What what exactly is it? Tony. Tony, the bellman. Yeah, the bellman, yeah. So he, I'm wondering if we see it a third time, then I'm, then I'm really going to study it. But I, I'm putting it in the back of my head for now. Well, I think anybody could, can die in any which way, shape, or form on this, on this, on this series. Um, people can be shot. They can be strangled, killed. But these are both people who are hung, but not really, like, Finished. Like he, Julian spoke, and then uh, and Tony stepped off and well, walked out of the room. Julian spoke because he's possessed. That's what I'm convinced of. The fact that you know he's sitting there hanging, and the one thing that he says is the same thing that the old woman, as they're walking in Times Square across the street, kind of like it reminded me of like the Beatles Abbey Road, <laughs> <laughs> like the way they were walking. Um, but they were both both times. You hear you should have never have come here. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Never have come here. I'm wondering who the woman, the old lady at the beginning was. If she, I at first I thought she might even be Jane's grandmother, but then I wasn't sure. I mean, we saw like the the child version of her grandmother, but never like the older version. We don't need another new character. Do no, we? she absolutely she, could. You know what though? If she is Jane's grandmother, that would actually make it for interesting, honestly, because then um, they could probably tie it up in a nice, neat bow and say, okay, we can figure out the story, but. There was a really good chance that that would, that's Jane's grandmother. I mean, Jane didn't recognize herself as a child at the Drake. That's true. That's in so her strange. lucid craziness in the middle of Times Square, thirty six hours later, she wouldn't recognize her grandmother from. I mean, she barely recognized Henry when he came into the ER for a second. She, yeah, didn't, even, she didn't even know her grandmother's maiden name. <laughs> so maybe her grandmother changed it. Yeah, Everyone's changing their know. names in the show. It gets really confusing. We already have like yeah, a million characters to true. begin with. Well, they yeah. changed their names because I, I don't think that they want to be associated to the, the the evil that's attached to them. I mean, if Victor Shaw was really, you know, Victor, was it with an L? Lucan. Lucan, yeah. Victor Lucan, that would have been obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if Jane, if Jane's last name was, you know, Kramer, or if she knew, like, yeah, it would yeah. be obvious. Now, let's talk about the symbol that was uh, etched into the doorway and that was painted in blood on the wall. Yeah. What is that? It looked like a domino. 
I couldn't tell what it looked like. It didn't really look like it looked like something that was tribal, Mm -hmm. like from like way previous, like beyond the Drake. It's almost like a language. It it Mm -hmm. seems like it could be. I don't know. Maybe it's like an ancient curse. I don't know, but I think it goes. Or maybe it's protection. I was trying to figure out. It's not a symbol that we've seen before, is it? Like one on the necklace or anything, or on the floor? Yeah, I didn't think I recognized it. Maybe it is protection because it's on Whoopi Goldberg's dog door frame. (laughs) Yeah, it's in her door frame. Like you know, like what is the protection thing that they put on the door frame? I don't know. Could be one of those though. (laughs) No, like with with in um in Jewish culture in Hebrew culture. I don't know if that's the appropriate term. (laughs) Forgive me. I'm not obvious, but they have like little things that they put in the doorway for protection. And so when you look at the um, that symbol and it, and the oh, reason I've why I say of, it, I know what you're talking about. I've heard of it. I, yeah, it's like yeah. a little stick, and they put it side like kind of sideways, mm-hmm. not sideways, but you know at an angle, mm-hmm. and it's for protection. So um, so anyhow, when we see him, when we see them go to. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Maris's door, which we find out is Whoopi Goldberg, which I'm so excited because I love Whoopi. Yeah. Whoopi's awesome. Um, it's it's in the doorway as protection, mm-hmm. that symbol, and it'll be interesting to what? see if that's yeah protection or who knows. I mean, it could be protection. Who knows why that's there? It was just a, it was just like a a, a little point for her, to know, like a clue for Jane to notice. As far as I'm concerned, so far. But it could be for protection. I think that would make sense, actually, because, like Nona said, um, Whoopi Goldberg's character, like, knows a lot about the Drake. And, like, she's who can kind of help her figure everything out and see kind of how this whole thing's going to pan out. So that would actually make a lot of sense if that was it. I don't know. So many questions to be answered. I mean, yeah. what do you th- what do you think the sign is? The what I would look. It really did look like dominoes, <laughs> like, you know, the little dots yeah. and whatever on domino cubes anyhow we want to know what you think go to itunes download us rate comment let us know i mean am i crazy mm-hmm. is jane really crazy mm-hmm. i think jane's crazy you think jane's crazy? i don't think it's you <laughs> i'm still distracted by the green screen that they use for times Time square. square i know oh, i need to just accept it for what it is i mean i'm not like being a stickler but i just find out like i don't know it's just it takes me out of it and that's why i don't like it because it takes me out of the story really well i think the way that it was perceived as as you like in the green screen type mm-hmm. thing is the fact that she's delirious and things don't necessarily, when you're in that state of mind, look the way that they should. And so I didn't think it was a bad thing at all. I mean, they have the real time square to film at. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's. And when they when she flashes into reality and she's on the streets of New York in Times Square and all the hustle and bustle is happening, it looked more real. So I think well, that that was real. Yeah. yeah, that was it was when it was empty that it was. And that was but I think it was kind of like a matrix perception and delirious like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of things tied in one for, that made it look that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that she's like, you could see it in her face. She's just out of it. Mm-hmm. I have to think that the show when ABC might just not have the budget to get Times oh, Square yeah. empty long oh. enough to shoot there. And, and I get it. I'm being ridiculous. That's I'm okay. really judging it, but it just takes me out of it. And that's what it comes down to. I'm trying to enjoy the show and follow it and it just takes me out of it. And it's, and it's funny to goof on. And you're the reason why we're going to get to news right now. <laughs> The reason why I say I'm like, it's critics like you is why we're getting canceled. (laughs) Don't blame me for the cancellation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
It's numbers, honey. It's numbers. It's numbers and, and, you know, critics picking it apart. Well, it wasn't the best uh, Times Square. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it wasn't. But if you are interested in saving our show, yes. uh, we received an email here at After Us from Thomas Hall, and he is conducting a, a petition on a Facebook page, uh, if I'm getting this correctly, to save the show. And so we like that because we are, I know I'm a fan, even though I'm a pain in the neck about this. <laughs> I am a fan. So um, check out Facebook.com slash save 666 Park Avenue and or you could search on Facebook save 666 Park Avenue and you can like the page so um, as soon as I get a connection I will I I hope that they save the show honestly I mean although once they cancel it they can't go back can they I think the can way I read backsies? I read somewhere that the way ABC, at least this is what I initially read. The way they deal with it is they kind of, they don't cancel it per se, but essentially say that they're not ordering more episodes, which in theory, like, mm-hmm. unless ratings all of a sudden go up a, by a lot, which exactly. you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was a good episode tonight. I think, I, I have to admit, I think the last episode or two kind of dragged a little bit, but I think this one really did, like, further the storyline a lot. So. And you never know who could pick, who could, who could buy it from Warner Brothers because it could be something like Lifetime is owned by ABC, or they could go to like Directv, like they did with Damages. I mean, uh, this is all hypothetical. Again, it's all on numbers. So, but like the page on Facebook. Yes, yes. let's save Six 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 Park Avenue. Pretty please, mm-hmm. pretty please. We love this show. So, Wobie Goldberg, of course, is coming on the show next week, and she was on The View, and they had a small four-minute video, which really gave no. Insight into what she's doing on the show, but I can tell you that she is uh, she's a doctor that's going to be, as we know, speaking with Jane. But it's going to be all about her delving into what happened under the mosaic, and she is under. Um, uh, excuse me, Mr. Duran's control, Gavin's control. She has to report to him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. There was a crane shot they did in Central Park. Spoiler. So yeah, so there's a little something for you. Oh, so. I'm so excited. I don't think I you could are. take her seriously if I opened the door and saw Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> there. But I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. They could have done a better job. They literally, in the video, they had Whoopi Goldberg running around the studio looking for M&M's. I mean, come on. I want to see this. I want to see more about the show. But whatever. They don't want to give anything they away. Give, yeah. They well, can. they can show a little bit more of the sets and production, but they don't need to show me a script. But it was just kind of like, eh, whatever, the view. It just kind of reminded me of, like, Ghost a little but except yeah. now Whoopi's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see as the episodes um, come around and go through and and we'll follow and so will you. Um, all right, so shall we get to predictions then? And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right, Christine, what do you think? I was saying earlier, I actually don't have very many good predictions for tonight. I think so much happened in this show today that and a lot of things were left very open-ended, like the storyline, whether it be with Alexis and Louise and Brian, that was kind of just left very wide open with the whole, like, him not being able to write. And then with Jane, like, she's crazy, but yet she's, like, be- you know, what I was going to say this earlier. For Jane, having just experienced something so traumatic and, you know, like, at first she's not even able to speak about it. She's just kind of sitting there, like, staring blankly. She's awfully excited to go home. She's like, I don't want to be in this hospital. I want to go home. Like, please get me out of here. I would not want to go back to the Drake if I were her, but that's a side note. Um, but the only the only thing I really think, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, I think Nona in the next few episodes is going to play a bigger role, and I think that we're going to find out that she actually knows a lot about what's going on, and I wonder... 
I, I've, we've, Nona's kind of been the good character this whole time. She's kind of been Jane's sidekick, but I'm wondering if she's maybe not as good as we think, and she might actually be a part of Gavin's plan as well. Because like you said, Whoopi Goldberg, she's kind of answering to Gavin, and she's one of his little puppets, and Nona like basically is the one who pushes Jane to go see um, Maris, I believe is Whoopi Goldberg's character's mm-hmm. name. Um, so I'm wondering if all of this is like really connected, and in reality, she's actually not as good as we think she is. That's mm-hmm. a good prediction. But we will see. Maybe. I, ho- I hope that she... I actually hope that's not true because I do like Nona. And I think she's one of the good guys in the Drake. But And the Drake needs a few good guys. Yes. When there's 666 attached to it, <laughs> it's going to be impossible for there to be good guys. Yeah. Grant, what do you think? Well, I think Jay needs to get a hotel. I just think she needs <laughs> to just get out and just, just cut your losses, honey. Pay the rent, but go live somewhere else. Um, but I, my prediction is I think Sasha is alive and well, and we're going to see her, and I think she's going to um, really, because she's she knows everything about Gavin and what he's up to, she might even have some power over him. She might be alive, but so, I don't think she's well. <laughs> well, maybe I don't think she's going to be well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think she's, uh, she might have some power over Gavin, and it might, that's my, how it all might come to a point. As, uh, you know, a prediction, maybe his own daughter might take him out, I don't know. I don't know if he could even die, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what's in that box? So... All right, so I think now that Jane is back home, of course she's at ease with seeing the engagement ring and knows that Henry's going to propose. I think that's going to keep her. That's what's going to keep her at bay for a little bit. Um, tailing off of your prediction with Nona, you know what? You might be onto something. The fact that. I mean, with you spoiling Whoopi Goldberg and the fact that she has to report to Gavin and Nona brings her over, I feel that this is all part of the plan that somehow connects to, like, Jane's grandmother back in the day and Gavin and Jane's grandmother and Peter Kramer, and it's all going to come full circle. And it's going to be interesting to find out how that happens. And, yeah, I think that Nona has good intentions, but when you're under the spell of Gavin, all goes out the window. So I think that... um, with with uh, Jane's story, we're going to see a lot of interesting twists and turns, especially as all these new characters come into play. Um, Julian Waters being one of them today, which helped the story along. Um, when it comes to uh, Brian, Louise, and Alexis, I was going to add something about them yeah, me, too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be, I think, a whole like this love triangle is going to get bigger and bigger. And even though uh, Louise is the sweet, down-to-earth, innocent one, I think that if she finds out about Brian and Alexis, the pill popping's going to go back up to a high, and I think there's going to be some major drama, which you like, yes. happening in this storyline. Like, I think there's going to be some bitch slapping happening. I I'm, actually can't believe we didn't talk about this earlier when we were talking about their love triangle, but yeah. Alexis is kind of a crazy bitch, for lack of a better word. She just... I, I Honestly, I was shocked when she was basically in there in front of both Brian and Louise saying, like, oh, I'm having this affair with this married man, and, like, he doesn't know what's good for him, but, like, I'm what's good for him, and I don't know. She I, was... Yeah, I thought she was straight-up delusional, like, she was gonna play that, like, love-struck, like, maniac, but then we saw her have that scene with Gavin where she was more subdued, and she was like, I don't want to keep doing this. The guilt is taking me over. So I'm wondering what's gonna happen from there, because she seemed to kind of, like, throw in the towel. I think that because of her vulnerability, it's going to leave her open to for them getting caught. And we're going to see... Um I think Gavin has yet to even dive into that where I feel like Brian's going to ask Gavin for help 
and then it's going to be this whole big crazy love triangle um and then to to finish off with your prediction on Gavin and Olivia yes i think that Sasha is alive and i also feel that maybe she's she may be in the D wing as well she could be mm-hmm. she could be in the D wing she could be Upstate New York in the in a padded room. We have no idea, but we will find out soon enough. Yeah. Next well, until week. Until then. Until then. Next week. Very excited. We'll be back here with another episode of uh, ABC's 666 Park Avenue. And we want to thank you for joining us this evening. Where can they find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at C Archer. It's C-A-R-C-H-E-R-R. And I'm at Grant Michael R on Twitter. And don't forget to like that Facebook page and help save 666. Stranger, stranger things have happened. <laughs> this is true. We're talking about ABC's Park, ABC's 666 Park Avenue. Uh, I'm Miriam Gonzalez. You can find me at Miriam L. Gonzalez on Twitter. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. Go to iTunes, rate, comment, and where do you think this storyline is going to go? I want to see it be yeah, tied up with a nice know. bow. If we, if we read a good theory, we, we will uh, bring it up on the show. Absolutely. Until next week, we'll see you then. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 